is up, guys? Welcome to episode 27 of the Natty Cast. I am your host, Peter Bowman, and I am very excited to bring you guys this episode today. I got to talk with my man, Joshua Kenyon, otherwise known as Kenyon Third on Instagram. Some of you may follow him or at least have seen his uh, physique. I know Alberto Nunez shared his physique as well as a few others. Um, he's an absolutely insane natural bodybuilder. Um, he's only 19 years old, and I believe he has a, you know, a huge future in the sport. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy our conversation. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. You're looking insane, and I know you're you're in the deep stages of prep now. So um, definitely appreciate you taking the time. Um, so first of all, I'll just ask, you know, how did you, how did you get into lifting? Pretty much the generic question. Um, mm-hmm. What really got you into it to start off? Um, well, first I'll just say I'm, I'm just really thankful to be able to even have this opportunity, you know, to be on this podcast. And um, when I started listening to the 3MJ podcast, um, basically the start of my freshman. Uh, you at college and I would mm-hmm. listen to it on the way there. Yeah. And I was just going to a local college. So I started getting into the podcast there and started listening to the revised stronger podcast and, and started downloading more. So it's really cool to be able to actually be on one. So I'll just say thank you for allowing me to be on one. Oh yeah. You know, it, yeah, for sure, man. No problem. My podcast is still small and that's what I, I want to get your name out there even more. I know, I know you're blowing up now just because your physique is so insane. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the guys that I've listened to, you know, Revive Stronger, 3DMJ, their podcasts. And when I hear them talk about you, it's just nuts. Like, that was like some somewhat sort of a goal that I had back in the day. Like, I really wanted to just um, kind of do what you did, you know, and just let, like you say in your um, Instagram, let the physique speak. Because, like, you're a prime example of how, like, hard work and like dedication in the gym, you know, developing your physique to that certain point, um, you can really reach, you know, um, success and make noise um, that way. So, yeah, you're doing you're doing an incredible job, and you obviously look amazing. So, I'm sure you could get on, you know, revive stronger, and you know, keep doing more podcasts because I'm sure people would love to talk to you because you obviously um, know what you're doing. So. Well, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. This has really been. You know, just mind blowing since I started prepping just to see all the support, you know, I've gotten so far is just unreal to me. And so I guess I'll start out by just, you know, kind of giving my background and how I started lifting. Um, basically, I was, you know, about thir- it's actually been about exactly six years now. Um, it's funny because the muscle mayhem, you know, I kind of did a little post about this, but it's you know muscle mayhem i'm doing is july 21st and that was literally around the time i started lifting six years ago so Mm -hmm. it was late july i was going into the eighth grade that summer and basically i just wanted to be bigger i was always small growing up Mm -hmm. i was always a really small kid i was about 95 pounds at this time and i had an older brother who you know he played sports three years older than me he was actually recognized a lot for his physique just, you know, because he's he got some pretty good genetics himself. And 
he plays football and sports, you know, baseball and whatnot. And, you know, also just when I was growing up, I watched Dragon Ball Z, you know, and I was into just those physiques, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I and I, you. you know, I wanted to look like that and like Rocky, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah. basically um, I just uh, started working out at my house um, with what I had, some dumbbells, some ankle weights, um, my book bag from school. Um, I got a pull-up bar, and I started using that. Um, I would do that every day. I started just putting together a routine. Um, I think I was doing, like, every day, seven days a week, I was working out initially. Mm-hmm. And I just – we also had a little little weight machine, but I would do push-ups and, you know, use some dumbbells and whatever I had, really. I would do squats with my book bag on my back, put ankle weights in there, try to do calf raises like that, and um, – so yeah that's basically how i started and it wasn't until months later that i finally was able to get a little weight set from academy sports um and so i started using that of course and i used that same weight set all throughout high school up until basically i started you know going to college Uh uh-huh so literally, I've been for the majority of my years of lifting, you know, lifting at home, not lifting at a gym. That's crazy. So, yeah, that that reminds me a lot of um, you know, Simeon Panda, right? Yeah, yeah, that reminds me. I mean, he said all he did for his first, you know, I've several years of lifting was just yeah, at home, at home stuff as well, which is which is crazy that you've made that much progress just lifting at um, home for so long. So when did you get, um, did you start lifting in gyms at the start of college or a kind of a mixture of both um, uh, towards your later years or? Well, um, let's see. So, so basically I, I just finished my freshman year of college um, and my senior year of high school, I was, um, I started actually going to a, the local college that I just, you know, have been attending. I actually started taking some classes there, mm-hmm. even though I was still in high school. Our high school has a little program where you can, if you're like, you know, a senior or a junior, you can yeah. take some classes, some high school class or some college classes. So basically, um, I, when I started taking those classes, like there was one day a week I would go over there to work out with my best friend. And funny enough, we actually, over this past year, we bonded through lifting that's how we grew a lot closer was through working out he mm-hmm. would uh go with me we went over there one day we rode together we worked out and he got into lifting so he actually started coming over to my house and she started working out with me so each day he would come over and we would you know lift together and it was it was those are some good memories uh, oh, yeah. But yeah so that's that's the initial I was still going to, uh, you know, working at my house most of the time, but I started, you know, going to a gym. That was like the first time that I was actually working at a gym, and that was, you know, after like five years of lifting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, whoa, this is weird going to a gym. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but, um, but yes, and then um, once I graduated, you know, and I started going, to, you know, to this college, I started working out there and there's also a little local gym I would go to on the weekends when the college gym was closed. So that's basically what I've been doing for this past year mm-hmm. is, you know, going, actually going to a gym. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, um, you know, that you can make a lot of progress just 
you know, really being resourceful, using what you do have and just focusing on, you know, just being consistent, um, training hard, you know, making sure you're recovering from your workouts, you know, using what you have really. Yeah. Yeah. You're a prime. Yeah. You're obviously a prime example of that, the way you've gotten your physique. I'm, I'm sure some will be very surprised to, you know, hear that you've only been like, you've made so much progress just from a home gym. Cause I feel like that's not the case for many people. They feel like, um, well, a lot of people, you know, they're intimidated to go to the gym in the first place, uh, mm-hmm. starting off. So they don't even make that leap. And truth is, yeah, like you, you can make just a ton of progress from your house if you work hard and, you know, have all those things implemented. So what, how was your nutrition throughout um, this time? Were you paying much attention to it or just, you know, um, just trying to eat enough to grow, focusing on protein or? Um, well, basically, you know, like I said, I was always small. So basically my mm-hmm. goal was to, you know, be bigger, build muscle. So, yeah. um, basically my goal was just to really put on weight at that point. You know, I was never a big eater, never had a big appetite growing up. So basically I just started, you know, trying to make myself eat more Yeah, and I would, you know, weigh myself, you know, and so that's what I did most of the time. Uh, the majority of the my years of lifting was just focused on eating more. And basically for me, you know, I wasn't tracking my food intake, but at the same time I was consistent, you know, each day I basically knew, you know, pro- most likely what I was going to eat, mm-hmm. you know, I had, you know, just kind of, you know, my meal timing was pretty much the same every day. Everything was pretty much consistent. And over time, you know, if I noticed my weight was stalling, I would just, you know, start eating a little more here and there, mm-hmm. adding in, you know, a protein bar, extra protein bar before I went to bed or something like that. But it got to the point um, about maybe my junior year um, where I was, let's see, around 180, low 180s, and I kind of got a sticking point there where I wasn't really, you know, putting on any more weight. I was struggling to put on weight. So um, there there was a long period of time there where I was – my progress was stalled pretty much, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wasn't really making any progress. I was still working out, but it was – that was a really discouraging time just to, you know, to not, you know, not be, you know, seeing any progress in the gym. And, yeah. um, and I, you know, I was struggling to put on weight, but basically I actually, I got to the point where I started, um, kind of adding more calorically dense food because, you know, before obviously going to school, you know, in high school and middle school, you know, your schedule is, you know, you're at school for about eight hours. You know, so it was mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to get in a lot of food until, you know, like after school, yeah. in that short window of time. So, and that, eating at home most of the time growing up, you know, my, you know, family would cook food. We didn't eat out very much. So, uh, obviously, I wasn't eating very calorically dense food. So, I, you know, had a harder time putting on weight. But about my senior years, you know, I started, you know, driving and whatnot and, I actually started getting more fast food, you know, yeah. sometimes like after school or, you know, fitting in a more calorically dense meal to just help me, you know, actually put on, you know, yeah. weight. So I, what, I started putting on more weight, you know, and I, over the course of my senior year from, from like the start to, you know, a year later, yeah, I put on about 30 more pounds, you know, from about 182 to 210, 212, mm-hmm. which is, you know, about the weight I started my my prep on, but, uh, 
But yeah, so basically, yeah, I wasn't um, tracking macros really. Um, I was being consistent though with what I ate, and I was not, for me, you know, I was just trying to do whatever I could to put on weight, you know. Yeah. Although it may not have been, you know, the most optimal approach. That's you know what I did. Like I would, man, I'm telling you, like I got in a such overfed state. Mm-hmm. Like I was never. I got the point. You know, I would be never. I would never be hungry. You know, I was always yeah. feeling full in the mornings, man. Like after I ate breakfast, there were times like I threw up mm-hmm. afterwards. I would go to bed on a full stomach. Yeah. Um, it was, it was really, it was a crazy state. And to be honest, I didn't even realize why I was never hungry like that. And also I got to say, I ate so slow, like no one even understands my, my family thought there was something wrong with me probably like. <laughs> I would literally eat so slow and I would have to like, just to get the food down. Sometimes I would have to, you know, I had to have some water. Like I couldn't eat, I couldn't finish my meal without a drink. Yeah. Like I would have to eat and like to just swallow everything. I'd have to drink some water with it. Like it was, it, it was a crazy just state to be in really. And, um, once I started prepping, that's when I really realized like, wow, that's why I was like that. That's why I ate so slow. It's not just because that's, how I normally eat is because I was in such an overfed state. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's something, uh, kind of interesting, I guess that maybe some people don't know about me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think, I think you made some good points as in, um, I feel like a lot of people when they get into the gym, they really start to overthink everything. And I know, like you said, you maybe could have had more optimal results if you were tracking, um, your nutrition and stuff. You you mentioned mm-hmm. you started, you know, going to the fast food. I mean, I did the same right. thing. People would talk to me um, all the time, like, hey, I can't gain weight. And I I wasn't necessarily like a super hard gainer. Um, mm-hmm. And these kids, these were ectomorphs, and they would talk to me like, I can't gain weight. How do I do it? And I mean, yeah, I was in the drive through too, because I knew I just needed to get the calories up. I would have in, like insane, I, like I, I overdid my bulk <laughs> I got I got a little too fat, but like I mean every morning yeah it was a it was a weight gain or shake and I, I didn't track or anything but I I was like I said consistent with the nutrition right. consistent with the diet so I'm throwing in like peanut nut butters all that stuff oats egg mm-hmm. whites whey protein all that stuff in a shake was consistent with that every morning for like you know a period of like eight months and. I put on too much unnecessary fat, but at the same time, it did help me build uh, a really st- strong foundation. And now, now my body's more used to being at a higher body weight. I don't really have to, you know, force that. It makes losing weight a bit harder, losing fat a bit harder for me. But I mean, if you want to, if you have long-term goals of, you know, being, <clears throat> you know, a good size, I, I think a lot of people make mistakes by um, you know, overthinking their nutrition as opposed to just, you know, staying consistent with something and just like, you know, taking that time to really put on the weight. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. um, what did you have, were you always planning on, um, you know, transitioning into bodybuilding or was it more just a passion and then a passion for lifting, passion for building muscle? And then you thought like, Hey, you know, I want to try this bodybuilding thing or how did that work out? Um, well, uh, I guess that basically initially, obviously I just really wanted to get bigger, build mm-hmm. some muscle on, and, and I just fell in love with, you know, just seeing that progress, you know, yeah. the process of it, you know, when I started putting on some weight 
and I started, you know, getting stronger, that was just addicting to me. And I, that's why I, you know, I got so heavy like I did up to 210 was, it's almost like I, I didn't really see all the fat I was gaining at that time uh-huh. because I was just so addicted to the progress, you know, hitting PRs, you know, for me, that was just, man, that was like a high, you know, after a workout, you know, and, I, you know, hitting that PR and deadlift or squat or whatever, something like that is just addicting. So basically that was initially, it wasn't, you know, necessarily a plan to compete, but as I, you know, started getting more into lifting, uh, you know, I started watching YouTube and, that's where I learned a lot um, and obviously found out about 3DMJ, you know, and through Matt Ogus, I, you know, I started watching him and seeing him vlog his prep, you know, for his bodybuilding show. And, you know, he introduced me to 3DMJ and um, so I started following them for years and, and over time, you know, I kind of got more into bodybuilding and, I, you know, that was something on my mind. Um, and of course, people would, you know, sometimes if I went to the beach or wherever, you know, sometimes people would ask me, you know, like, you a bodybuilder or you ever competed and stuff like that and i would be like nah but you know i i kind of thought about it but at the same time basically in my mind i was thinking you know i'm not ready to step on a stage i'm too small you know i still want to be bigger yeah so that was kind of my thing you know i thought about competing i wanted to potentially one day or at least do one show i wanted to at least compete you know one time just to experience it to, mm-hmm. you know to see if i liked it but I just felt like I wasn't ready yet. So basically we fast forward to, you know, when I was going to start doing this prep, you know, it was late October. Um, I was, uh, thinking about actually, you know, competing or obviously I was thinking about ending my bulk, you know, basically because I got so heavy and I finally got to that point where I didn't want to put on any more weight. Yeah. So I was, you know, obviously not going to be put on any more weight at this point. So, and uh, what really drove me, I guess, to start a prep was, for me, I, I actually, I wanted to do a, sh- I was thinking about doing a show before I turned 20. I was about to, you know, at this point, late October, my birthday's in November, so I was about to turn 19, and I was thinking, you know, it'd be cool to do a show while I'm still a teen, you know, yeah. and do the teen class, sure, yeah. you know, so that's what really drove me to uh, start start prep and i obviously wanted to get coached for my first show because obviously i knew i didn't know what i, I wouldn't know what i was doing yeah trying to were, do a prep you were you very know? very smart to do that when i did i <laughs> i was super ignorant and thought i could do it um like super fast um too i remember my my first physique show didn't go well at all um <laughs> i i really rushed it um, uh-huh. And I, I paid attention to a lot of like, you know, IFBB pros and even yeah. though I knew I knew like all the importance of a coach. But I guess I also wanted to kind of, you know, show people that, you know, I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. um, in terms in, ter- in terms of trying to do it myself. But what um, you don't realize at the point is that, you know, when you start dieting like that, you, you start playing mind games with yourself. So. Right. It, you don't know, like, even if you're making the right decisions, the same decisions your coach would have made, you don't question the coach's decision, you know? Right. But in your mind, you're questioning all your own decisions. So that's why I think a coach is just so important. It mm-hmm. takes all that stress away. Um, it, it gives you that accountability as well. So I think you were very smart to do that. And how, how long was this prep? Um, about eight months now or seven months? 
so far? Um, it's been it's been over seven months. It'll be about right at eight. Um, at you know on the twentieth of July. That I think that marks about eight. I started I started cutting with uh you know working with three D and J and uh the twentieth of November was when I first day I started tracking macros so so yeah i I knew um you know once i decided i wanted to prep that i wanted to be coached by you know someone i trusted and you know watching matt matt ogus for years and you know being introduced to 3d and j and starting to follow them Mm -hmm. i i really um trusted them and you know I, i believe they were you know really genuine people so and obviously evidence based and um so yeah, I basically started uh working with them um November um and it's been just awesome. Yes. Really. So has that have you noticed have you noticed um how has uh the prep been, I guess? So has has it been a struggle? I know it can be um these longer preps and since you're working with such, you know, good coaches, I feel like I almost went into that, you know, suffer mentality, like, oh like you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to get the most amount of change. Um, or I'm, I'm kind of butchering this quote, but it's like what you can do to elicit the most amount of change, um, by like, I'm, I'm really messing up the quote, but it's (laughs) something about like, um, you're doing the less, the little, the, the less you can to elicit the most amount of change, I guess. Right. You don't just drop your calories Right, right, right. You don't start doing cardio for hours a day. Um, has the prep been a fairly easy process um, so far, or would you say, or has it gotten difficult more so these last few months? Or, um, well, yeah, actually, it's been to be honest, like uh like you know, like you said about your first experience. And I know a lot of uh, competitors, you know, their first experience prepping is not always the, been, you know, the best. And yeah. a, a for, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, a lot of times people get, you know, maybe they try to coach themselves their first time or, you know, they get a bat, you know, they don't have a very good coach. Yeah. And so their first experience kind of turns them off from, you know, competing again and mm-hmm. bodybuilding. So I'm so blessed that, you know, have so far, at least my, you know, my first, experience my first prep has been really awesome i'm i'm so thankful to work with you know jeff um and the rest of 3dmj and um so it's really been um smooth to be honest and obviously for me you know starting out in a well really overfed state it was like a relief to actually not be eating so much food yeah yeah you know so especially like this first month were just you know it's so easy you know and i was thankful to also be able to you know eat less but um so yeah it wasn't it's not really been until this really recently that it's gotten harder and yeah it's you know kind of been experiencing the uh i guess the the effects of you know dieting down to a lower body fat Uh and you know experiencing cravings and that's obviously you know lower energy levels but you know the cravings is what has really that's what had you know probably been the hardest more recently at least Mm -hmm. You know, and I've I've had some struggles and I've had a few moments where I have overeaten, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I've just been in those moments, you know, it's, it's a terrible feeling, you know, especially for me, you know, yeah. like thinking like, man, I've been going so, you know, I've been doing so well, you know, haven't had any mess ups, hit my macros every day. And, you know, then I've, you know, I've had those few times where I've overeaten 
you know, and gone over and that's disappointing, you know, in myself, like, you know, you just, you want to beat yourself up. Yeah. But, um, I just, you know, had to be honest with, you know, Jeff, which is, is hard to do. You know, I know he's looking forward to seeing me on stage and, I, and now it's like, I've gotten a lot of more followers now and mm-hmm. I have people, you know, looking at me and looking up to me kind of, and, you know, knowing that I've, you know, messed up this day and, you know, I went over my macros and over eight, it's, it's it, it, you know, it's kind of hard mentally, but, you know, I just had to be honest with him and, you know, just admit to my mistakes and, you know, get back up. And so, so yeah, that's basically, it's been really smooth. Um, until, you know, recently it's gotten, you know, a little more, a little more challenging but for the most part. It's, it's really been not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So as far as, um, as far as your training, what are you running at the moment? Is it a typical like push pull legs or, um, you know, upper lower kind of mixed kind of variety of workouts or, um, well, uh, basically, I before I started uh, working uh, with you know 3DMJ and getting prepped, I was doing a legs push pull split, or mm-hmm. have been doing that for quite some time. And I, I fell in love with the legs push pull, uh-huh. legs push pull, legs push pull off, just resting one day a week. Gotcha, gotcha. To be honest, I was doing more volume than I should have been doing, and but I was having a blast. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing before. Then when I started working with Jeff, yeah, obviously you know he knew I needed to lower my volume down. And so instead of just one rest day, we decided on two rest days, uh, throughout the week. And so I actually doing a, yeah, so I was, um, yeah, I was doing a push pull or a leg push pull. That's the order I was doing it in before. And when I started working with Jeff, um, you know, he decided that we need to lower the volume I was doing. Um, we added two rest days. And so I started doing a five day split. Um, a little different um i've never done it before but yeah i started out like lower upper i would rest i would do lower a second time and then i would do uh a chest and arms workout and then a delts and back and mm-hmm. then i would rest on sunday so that's actually what i've been doing uh since we started um and i've actually really been enjoying it um um I, i've done a, a, a lower upper you know routine before and of course, obviously legs push pull. Um, I like legs push pull better. I've never done one, you know, like a five day split like this, but it's been, it's been really cool. It's been fun. Um, but yeah, my volume was lowered some, but throughout this, um, prep, I haven't really had to, you know, make much changes to, you know, the routine and, or to the exercises I've been doing. I still, you know, doing squats and deadlifts. Um, what I will say is, before, you know, working with Jeff, you know, I was doing more free weight, uh, like exercises, um, and like for my back, but I started doing more chest supported back exercises once I started working with him. That's mm-hmm. what he recommended. And I think that's been a, a good thing probably to help, you know, with obviously, you know, lower back fatigue, you know, yeah. when you're training, you know, doing like bent over rows and whatnot or shrugs with free weights and then you're trying to you know train legs and do deadlifts and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of fatigue you're building up yeah and for me you know like obviously training at my house you know for so many years and whatnot like it was all free weights yeah so you know like while i would do shrugs i would you know basically had to deadlift the weight up to start doing them you know i would you know obviously do bent over barbell rows i would do a variation of that um 
still free weight. Everything was, you know, free weight. So that's probably another reason why you know, my lower back has become so developed. But, um, but yeah, we started doing more uh, chest-supported rows and mm-hmm. using some more machines. But for the most part, I haven't really had to change much since I started prep. Other than my volume recently has kind of lowered down some mm-hmm. uh, nearing, you know, the show. And just obviously I know I can't recover from as much volume now. And there was a point where he – I, I kind of uh, wanted to do a little more volume. Um, and he, he knew that, I, you know, I didn't need to do more. Yeah. But, you know, he, he was like, okay. You know, so he, he let me, you know, kind of take a little bit – more control of my you know my volume i was doing for a short period of time and uh basically what happened was i started you know accumulating more fatigue yeah and you know my workouts weren't as good and so then yeah i was like yeah okay you're right we don't i don't need to do as much volume so he took back the reins and taking control of my volume so yeah we kind of lowered it back down but and yeah he, if you actually uh listen to the newest podcast he kind of mentions that mm-hmm. that example of me you know wanting to do a little too much but yeah so not too much has changed other than that um yeah that's definitely where his experience comes in because you know as someone who likes to train and go hard you can kind of feel like those days you feel good you want to do right. so much more but then you know it comes back to bite you and there's that fine mm-hmm. line between you know wanting to keep volume high you know obviously so you maintain all your muscle uh, right. But, you know, fatigue management is so underrated because it can make you want to eat more. It can obviously make your um, training uh, go down uh, in terms mm-hmm. of quality and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's 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 super awesome that you like noticed that and that he kind of let you play with it so you could, you know, see for yourself. Right. Um, and then another question I wanted to ask you is what about your ab training? Because your abs are insanely developed, like your serratus even as well. Um, I noticed even when you, back when you were like 210, you can still, you know, see your abs popping through because they're developed. Was that more so um, where you just genetically always had sort of um, solid abs or did you train them uh, very often or what about um, your um, abs? So basically this is kind of like the calf example, you know, where you see the guys who have massive calves yeah these crazy calf insertions and they've you know they've never done a calf raise in their life pretty much Mm -hmm. so basically that's kind of how i have been with my abs um uh basically you know when i was 13 starting out i already had like an eight pack literally wow just because like I, i remember going on this little beach trip and uh i remember some of the guys like the older guys were like they saw me and they're like dude, what the heck, you're ripped. And I was 13 <laughs> at the time, you know, with like an eight-pack. They're like, yeah. bro, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So, yeah, basically, the abs are definitely genetics. Um, I don't store as much of my fat, you know, in my midsection, you know, like a lot of guys. I'm jealous. Body fat dis- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I that's where that I store mine. Guys, so basically, yeah, like I'm, like I store most of mine in my lower body, you mm-hmm. know, and, and my arms and legs. So my, my midsection, you know, always stays leaner usually. So yeah, yeah, when I got up to 210, I still, you know, kind of had some ab definition there, but my legs are just, that's where all my fat was basically in my lower body and, Mm -hmm. you know, my arms. So yeah, that's, it's mostly been genetics, um, really. And friend right now, uh, funny enough, uh, uh, not right now, currently 
uh, when I started working with Jeff, you know, I was doing, you know, just one ab exercise. Mm-hmm. And basically this, uh, over these past few weeks, I actually decided I'm just doing, you know, one set, one working set for them because I don't really even need to do any more than that right now, yeah, to be honest. Sure. And basically, uh, yeah, I'm just doing like, I would do hanging leg raises, um, basically. And right now I'm just doing like, I, I don't know how to really, what the proper term for the exercise is, but basically I'm, it's like, a, you know, a hanging leg or hanging knee raise, but just side to side to hit my obliques basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, you know, the specific wording for the, you know, the exercise name, but yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to hit my obliques a little bit, but not even any direct, you know, ab training other than, other than that. Gotcha. Because gotcha. yeah, like that's basically been a genetic strong point in mind. Mm-hmm. So how has the, um, also how has the cardio ramped up? Are you doing, um, a lot of cardio right now or is it about the same as the middle of prep or? Um, the cardio, uh, basically I barely had to do any cardio. Um, what That's I was awesome. doing was, yeah, but, uh, before I was, uh, working with Jeff, I would, I would run a mile. Uh-huh. I would always run every week. You know, I used to, it was just something, you know, to, when, when I started putting on weight, I realized one day I was with my brothers at the, at, uh, the local track and uh-huh. they were running around the track and I, I tried to run like one lap around it and like, you know, I was, this was after years of, you know, work, working out and, you know, gaining more weight and not really, you know, I used to play sports when I was younger, but, you know, up throughout to middle school, I used to play sports, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I got to the point where I kind of stopped doing that once I started lifting and yeah. I was focusing mostly on just the lifting. So basically, yeah, I, I was like just out of breath and dying after like a lap. And so I got to the point where I started running, you know, like every week, a few days a week, maybe three or four days or on the days that weren't my leg days, I would run, you know, mm-hmm. like a mile. And I got in the habit of doing that every week. And for years, I was doing that. And uh, basically, I was still doing that up to this point, you know, a few times a week. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically... That's pretty uh, much it. Yeah, I was, I was doing that. And actually, throughout prep, I was, you know, Jeff decided for us to just keep that in there. And so... Uh, we, I've been doing that for most of the prep until just recently, uh, we, you know, took that out and we decided, you know, it'd be better for me to not run, yeah. you know, this deep in the prep. So I started just doing some walking, you know, like two times a week, 45 to 60 minutes. So mm-hmm. that's literally what we've been doing up until this week. Actually, uh, we, we, uh, have been every day this week. Well, I got the report Wednesday, so since Wednesday I've been, you know, doing 60 minutes of walking each day this week because I'm not actually working this week. During mm-hmm. the summer I got I got a summer job, and so I was working five days a week and 9 to 5.30. Um, so my, my activity level had gone up, you know, just as a result of that. So yeah. um, since this week I've not been working, my activity level has been lower, so we added, you know, a little extra cardio in, but... Yeah, that's basically been it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely think minimal cardio is definitely better um, in terms of you know maintaining that muscle mass because you're. Right. It's like it's a total different signal. That's definitely a mistake I made, and I know a lot of people make. They just think to get the weight off, you need to be doing all this cardio, and it's just not right. the, not the case if you have, you know, a nice slow steady approach. Um, mm-hmm. 
So what about, are you a fan of um, supplements like pre-workout or do you take any of that stuff or? Um, um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Obviously, you know, that that's the most common question, you know, most people yeah. get, you know, what supplements do you take, bro? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to a gym or whatever. And I've never even taken creatine before. It's funny. People Damn, say that. Are but, you serious? Still? Yeah, I, I've never taken <laughs> creatine. Dude, I've never even had like, um, a, like a, a real pre-workout supplement. I've, uh, like I would, you know, have coffee or you know, like I would have an energy drink maybe uh-huh. before I work out, you know, some caffeine, but yeah. So whey protein, um, I'll occasionally use whey protein and, you know, obviously use caffeine as a supplement, but other than that, you know, that's all. Yeah. That's insane because I noticed, um, I would, I definitely wouldn't mess with anything until, you know, you're done competing this season or whatever. I I guess I can ask that. I'll I'll probably ask you that, um, after this, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't mess with anything. But for me, um, I remember the first time I took pre-workout, I don't even know what was in it. It was just like some random sample from like GNC (laughs) and my, my dad, my dad literally like found it and gave it to me. And I was like, I didn't understand it at the time at all. I was like, what is a pre, like I understood protein post-workout, how that could help. Um, I didn't really, I, I mean, now I know protein is just essentially like food, but I thought like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like protein build muscle or something, you know, I listened to all the Mm. marketing stuff, but pre-workout, I had no idea of how it worked. I just thought it was like some magic. I didn't even know there was like caffeine in it. And like the first time I took it, it was just like, it was insane. Cause I think they, I think it was one of those packs where like they obviously do this now to like sell pre-workouts. They'll put two servings and like, in like the sample pack. So you'll be like ignorant and just take the whole thing. And you'll obviously <laughs> feel an insane amount of energy. Cause you just took like an overdose of caffeine. Um, so then you think it's like amazing stuff, but yeah, it was insane. The first time I took it um, in terms of like, I just didn't want to, I was like in the gym for probably like three hours and my rest times were just like nothing. And my strength was even like better. It was like, it was pretty crazy, but, um, I definitely don't think it's, um, something necessary. And I think a lot of people, including myself sometimes, um, kind of rely on it too much. Um, because, you know, supplements, they need to be there to, you know, help you when you're, when you need it, like when you need the extra energy, obviously you can take it, but. Yeah, I'm super surprised that you haven't um, tried creatine. Have you talked to um, hmm. Jeff about that at all? Or, um, to be honest, we haven't really, we haven't really talked about it. Um, but yeah, it's funny. A lot of people were surprised about that. Yeah, that's but, uh, a, yeah. I've never, never have you, used it. Have you posted about that on? Um, you haven't. Have you mentioned that on social media? I feel like your response would be <laughs> pretty insane because, like. Um, yeah, I know creatine can help some people, but then again, other people, they're non-responders. And you obviously get creatine from, like, your diet as well, like red meats, um, chicken mm-hmm. even has it, and some fish. Um, so some people will be non-responders, so you may not notice anything. But at the same time, the next time you go into a surplus, I think you may notice some results, depending on if you respond. Also, since your physique has gotten to where it's at now, you know, without the aid of supplements, I mean, the supplements are like the extra one to 5% maybe, but, you know, creatine being one of the more researched ones, I feel like you could notice a fair amount of progress. So if you ever try that, definitely keep me posted because I'd want to be interested in how you noticed 
if you notice changes in like a week or so, because sometimes people notice, you know, it wasn't this way for me really, but I definitely noticed over time. It's def- it definitely helped combined with, you know, obviously eating more food and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Maybe I'll try it out sometime in the off season. Yeah. See if I notice any results. Yeah. All, the only thing, yeah, creatine is just be- being one of the more research supplements, and it's also like super cheap. So like, um. I obviously didn't even know what it did at first. And there's like a lot of placebo effect because when I first started taking, I believe it was between my freshman and yeah, sophomore year of um, college. And I had, um, I had a manual labor job too. And I was Mm -hmm. also eating like a shit ton. So, and I'll actually, this will branch me into my next question for you. So I was eating a lot, started taking creatine and this was between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Right. So everyone obviously saw me as a freshman and then literally all I did that summer, it was, you know, work my job, which was like, move. it was like a plant nursery, essentially. So we're moving around like plants um, mm-hmm. all day out in the sun. You know, you're on your feet all day. And then on top of that, I was, you know, stuffing my face, eating a lot. Um, and then I would work out every single day after work. I didn't do much with anything else besides that, that whole summer. And then I also started um, taking creatine that summer as well. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. I don't know if it was, um, just my, um, you know, high activity levels combined with training, but essentially I came back to college and I was a lot bigger. And then you obviously get accused of this a lot, but I didn't even think I was that impressive at all, but I started getting accused of like steroids from friends and stuff like that. And I was just like, what the, like, I don't like I was like this is not even close to like where I want to be in like five years and I don't plan on using any drugs so how do people like I didn't understand how people thought I was you know using stuff um then you know and I know you obviously get accused of it all the time does that because it it got to me like um I don't know I kind of had a chip on my shoulder that's kind of why I want to put on for the natty bodybuilding community which is why you know hence the name of the podcast the natty cast um i I think i I feel like you do a good job of not letting it get to you but it has to be annoying you know because people try to you know discredit your hard work and stuff so right and it's, it's really been not until you know i started prepping that i you know gotten as many followers as i have obviously and whatnot but, you know, once I started getting leaner, that's obviously also when all the experts come out to, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. play. But, um, yeah, so, so it's mind-blowing, to, to be honest, how many people really don't believe I'm natural now. And, you know, I get messages sometimes and obviously comments. And it's it's really unreal because in my mind, I'm not actually very impressive. And in yeah. my mind, obviously, when I was starting – you know, I almost didn't, you know, even start prepping because I still felt like I wasn't, you know, big enough. Even after 210, I felt like, I, you know, I just didn't have the muscle yet. That's why I wanted to do the team class. Yeah, that's Because crazy. I didn't feel like I even should try, like, the open. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, basically, I, I, you know, I felt like, well, I'm going to keep on putting, you know, competing off if I have this mindset because I'm never going to feel like I'm big enough, you know, how it is. You know, you always want to improve. So, so yeah, but... uh but yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't feel like I'm very big. I'm not very strong right now. 
I've been lifting for about six years now. Um, and obviously though, I, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I have pretty good genetics, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, like it's, it's just, it's sad because, you know, a lot of people are limiting themselves and yes, they see dude. someone who's, you know, impressive or, you know, succeeding in some way and they want to jump to the conclusion that they have to be taking some kind of shortcut or something to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's, they, they kind of, you know, they limit themselves by doing that really. So it's, it's, it's really sad. To, and it's, it's almost like, especially with YouTube now, like there's like this fake nanny witch hunt and yeah. like, it's almost like this disillusionment. I, I, to me, I can, I kind of relate it to like, you know, like people that believe in all these conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, like they try to make these connections that don't really, you know, really make any sense. Mm-hmm. And that's how people kind of do with like, you know, the uh, fake nanny thing. And, oh, well, he's, you know, got gyno at 19, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the picture of me, I just posted when I'm 13, I had gyno. Yeah. But I guess I guess I started taking steroids when I was, you know, like 12. And, yeah. and I got gyno when I was 13 or something happened along those lines. And I just got this message the other day. This guy's like, bro, you had, I looked at your older pictures and you had gyno and you, you must be taking estrogen blockers to, but, and then I'm like, I still have the gyno. So yeah. now, now we have people thinking I don't have gyno now and I took something to not get it. And now we have other people thinking I took something and got gyno. I don't know. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's kind of sad to, I think know, it, really because, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very sad because yeah, I obviously have friends who have gyno who don't even work out. So, it's just it, right. that's just you you can get it hormonally just, you know, from being a teen, you know, obviously like you did. Um so and yeah, I agree. It's super sad cuz everyone these people I guess I'm just lucky to have had that mindset. Um and you were too that that you could build the muscle without any, you know, shortcuts. Cause back in the day, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I never walked into the gym and saw a big guy and thought, you know, like a bodybuilder and thought, you know, he's on drugs, like blah, blah, blah. So right. I started making excuses. It was always like inspiration to look like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even, it wasn't even a thing. Like even like the, the top IFBB pros back in the day, I'm, I mean, I still thought some of them could have been like, you know, natural in my head. So right. in my head, I wasn't limiting myself of what I could accomplish, which is part of the reason why I think I made such good progress throughout my um, mm-hmm. first few years of like seriously lifting. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a problem that people need to, you know, try for themselves before they start making excuses because they're only hurting themselves. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I feel like I almost got, you know, into that trap, you know, the natty or not thing Mm -hmm. Uh, at one point, you know, just watching YouTube. And there's so many YouTubers that are, you know, trying to call out this person or that person. And, you know, I I, I feel like also just starting to actually get into natural bodybuilding more and, you know, thinking about competing, you know, I got, you know, starting to follow more of the, you know, some of the top natural bodybuilders and seeing how Mm -hmm. just, crazy some of these guys are i mean doug miller this guy's he's just a freak you know yeah, uh, for sure. and he trains like one too and everything you know and basically yeah like seeing him and realizing like come to terms that at least in my mind this guy's natural you know mm-hmm. at one point i was actually you know I, I you know i questioned you know seeing pictures of him 
whether you know this guy's really natural or not and all that but i came to the point like bro this guy is natural i mean guys like him you know alberto nunez these guys you know they're mm-hmm. there's just some guys that are you know freaks you know like doug and whatnot and also train like freaks too you know but um yeah but yeah so it's just if people limit themselves because of that and, and you know like obviously you know it's human nature for us to see someone else and you know like compare ourselves to them you know yeah but for me i guess my perspective was you know I, if i see a guy who looks better than me to me that was motivation you know i like yeah. grow you know when i started lifting seeing like matt ogus seeing some of these other youtubers out there you know like i i, I look at that as motivation you know like man this guy looks way better than me but you know that, that that was motivation to me it wasn't like i you know just downed myself and had to you know believe that this guy must be taking something to look better than me you know mm-hmm. no i mean some people just have been working harder than me maybe longer than me you know may have better genetics but you know that was just motivation and i think if people had maybe that mindset you know mm-hmm. obviously you know we can't you know some people are just going to have better genetics than us you know not everyone has my eyes you know or can have my you know my genetics or whatever but you can still be you know the best version of yourself you know yeah we can always you know be the best versions of ourselves you know so just having that mindset you Mm -hmm. know is key i think yeah i think it's great that you know your instagram is catching on and that um, you know, people like Alberto and, you know, obviously team 3DMJ, they're sharing your story. Other people are sharing your progress because, you know, natural bodybuilders, um, part of the reason natural bodybuilding, I feel is less, um, you know, out there is because there just aren't many people, you know, putting on for the sport. Um, and mm-hmm. by that, what I mean is like, I didn't know many great natural physiques besides like, I obviously knew of Alberto. He puts himself out there. Um, But then again, when you do like a deep dive and actually look, there's some natural guys out there who look insane, but they don't really, they don't really push themselves on like social media so much Mm -hmm. and um, all that stuff. And I mean, it's a fine line because I mean, I've even um, had trouble with this myself, you know, Instagram kind of can start to take a priority over your training. Like you want to get a picture and all that stuff. So it's a fine line, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think it's good that, you know, you're getting traction because I think you can do a lot to motivate, you know, people out there to show that it is possible, kind of like what Doug Miller has done. So, yeah, um, I know you have. Are you planning to do more? Um, I know you have a YouTube and you actually have a decent amount of subscribers for not uploading, you know, much. Um, are you right. planning on doing uh, more of that in the future? You know, maybe after um, your show or what are your plans kind of with social media? Oh. Well, yeah, that's, and it's really, uh, yeah, my YouTube, it's funny how, you know, when I posted my first video, it was when I was 16 and Mm -hmm. it was a video that I initially just took for, you know, for myself to look at my progress. Yeah. You know, I would do that, you know, every so often, you know, take some videos just so I could look back on my progress Mm -hmm. and track my progress. And so one day I just decided, you know, well, you know, I'll just put this on YouTube. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? And I actually got a lot of uh, views from just this little video of me. I might, I, I think it might have been my iPod Touch or whatever at the time. That's crazy. But, but yeah, but yeah, like sixteen year old bodybuilder, and so I, I got a lot of you know subscribers too from that. And I posted a few other videos. Um, and I've actually been meaning to post more. Um, and I. 
I would like to start posting more on YouTube. Um, obviously, um, I don't, I mean, I don't have the most interesting life, you know. But, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel know? like that's a dilemma a lot of people have. Like, even myself, like, I haven't posted videos on YouTube yet. Uh, mainly just been doing the Instagram thing. I definitely want to get into the YouTube more. Uh, but I'm sure people would love, you know, to see you even just train because, like I said, your physique is just so nuts. Yeah, and, uh, well, I guess another thing is I don't always have, you know, like someone there to film me, you know, and yeah, that's true. So that's, that's another thing. And like a lot of times I won't post, you know, might not post training clips or whatever, because you know, I don't have someone else to film me. A lot of times I'm training by myself actually, you know, and especially yeah, more recently since I'm getting closer to the prep, I've just been kind of, you know, training on my own and trying to not get distracted. I yeah, guess. Tunnel vision. Right. And, and you know, like, for most of my years of lifting, you know, obviously training at my house, I was in isolation, you know, just in that zone, you know, and obviously, you know, I, I did work out with my best friend, um, in high school, I started working out with him and he had that same mindset, you know, so we would feed off each other's energy and that was awesome. So yeah. I, I really love that, you know, when you have a good person, you can, a good workout partner, you know, it can really help, I think. And, um, but, but yeah, that maybe, um, I don't know, you know, I'm transferring uh to a to actually a university um this fall. So my you know, my environment's gonna be different. Uh-huh. My training environment will definitely be different. Um the gym obviously will be bigger, more crowded, so that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe I'll make some, you know, some friends there and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, be able to film more. But uh but yeah, hopefully hopefully I can start posting more. Uh, I just gotta start doing it, you know, and not putting it off. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, there's definitely, like I said, that fine line. It can it can eventually, you know, if you focus too much on it, take away from your actual progress. But then, right. yeah, there obviously are benefits to, you know, like obviously like IFBB pros, that's honestly how they get really paid nowadays is because of their social media presence and endorsements. They kind of have to do that right. stuff. It's like in their contracts. Um, so this show coming up, is, that, is this going to be um, – your only show or do you have a few shows planned or um well right now this is the only show planned actually um you know and obviously when i started my prep i didn't actually have a show picked out yeah and that's was, the way to do it right right yeah jeff just wanted to see you know how long it would take me you know because i'm over here at 210 you know like at five seven i'm i got mm-hmm. a lot of fat on me you know and so didn't really know you know how long it would take you know i never even cut before you know starting prep i never even dieted before so so that's kind of the funny thing and so we just kind of you know started prepping and we're kind of going to see you know around what time of the year i would be ready to do a show so i was thinking i was going to do a show nearby you know i live in georgia Mm -hmm. southwest georgia like literally the southwest corner of georgia and you can probably tell from my accent you know but Mm -hmm. basically um I was thinking about doing a show maybe in Atlanta, um, somewhere in Florida, you know, somewhere kind of nearby. Yeah. But, you know, Jeff, um, he was initially planning on competing this year and doing the Muscle Mayhem. And two other guys that are working with um, 3DMJ are supposed to be, are actually going to be doing the show as well. And so one day, you know, he mentioned that in one of the video responses 
um, that it would be really cool if I could do it. And I was like mind blown that he even mentioned it, you know, because this is one of the few shows I had heard about, you know, and when I watched, you know, like I keep on mentioning like Matt Ogus, you know, mm-hmm. he did this show, you know, when I was following him. So it's one of the few ones I actually knew about. So I was like, well, that'd be crazy to actually be doing the muscle mayhem. And I mentioned it to my mom, you know, and I was not expecting her to, you know, say yes, but she was saying, you know, we'll think about it, you know, and everything came together, you know, for the flight tickets and, you know, Jeff even offering to let me stay at his house, you know, um, Mm -hmm. for the show, everything came together for me to do it. So I've just been, I'm still mind blown. I'm even able to do this exact show, um, to be honest. So it's, so yeah. And this is, you know, like only right now, at least unless, you know, anything could happen, but for now, this is the only show we have planned. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure once you do it, Jeff will probably give you suggestions if it's best to, you know, maybe hit another one or, um, you know, go into another off season or whatever the case, but yeah, that, that is, that is pretty awesome. That, um, that you're able to compete at this show, you know, the muscle mayhem that you've seen, you know, mm-hmm. Matt and all them do. And, you know, Jeff was even going to do so. Um, and then you're obviously competing a natural organization. Have you ever thought about um, branching off into the NPC or competing in any of those shows? Cause I honestly feel like even as a natural, you could do good in some of those. So. Um, well, uh, to be honest, I haven't really put much thought into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I have no idea. Maybe, you know, maybe one day, but for now, um, I'll probably stick with, uh, the WNBF. Um, at least for now, that's what I'm thinking about. I haven't really, to be honest, thought at all about the NPC or anything like that. True. True. Cause yeah, that's where actually my first show was like an NPC show. And I didn't even know about the like WMBF really. Right. And I heard, I, I, I always thought that like, um, even though as a natural, I thought I could compete with some of the guys. I, I did physique. So that was, um, okay. yeah, that was, um, I mean, it was all right. Like I said, I couldn't even enjoy the experience because I did a lot of things wrong. So I'm kind of getting back to that. Um, I really want to build again. So at least mm-hmm. another year, year or so of, um, you know, trying to put on size and then I'm going to, you know, follow in your footsteps or, you know, go with a good coach like, you know, 3DMJ or something like that right. so I can actually enjoy the process. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see you compete. And I don't know if I have um, much of any more questions for you today. Um, is there anything, uh, last words you would like to say or um, do you want to, I'm obviously going to put all your social media and information in the bottom, but do you have any last words you want to say or anything like that? Um, man, I, I mean, all I have to say is this has just been, it's just been an awesome experience. Just, you know, prepping, um, so far and just, you know, getting a lot of support from people, you know, just all kind, a lot of people that I respect actually, and like-minded people, um it's been it's just been awesome so i appreciate you know everyone that has been following me and of course you for allowing me to be on you know a podcast and um i guess i'll have to one thing i guess i could say is that just for the people any of the younger guys listening is um you know you gotta have patience um you know we all want to look like you know doug miller or whoever whoever you look up to 
we all want to, you know, have all the muscle, you know, but it mm-hmm. takes time. But at the same time, that's really the beauty of it is that the, the process is what to me is just so awesome is, you know, the process of building the muscle, you know, and working out, you know, each workout, you know, obviously doesn't always go as planned. You know, you have good workouts, bad workouts. Sometimes you get injured. You got to come back from that. But like you learn so much through that, that, you know, if we just all gained this muscle overnight, you know, what would be so amazing about it then? What would be so cool about it if it was just like an overnight process or, or, you know, just a short term thing really, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I have to say just, you know, enjoy the process, you know, and, um, and don't be afraid to put on some fat, you know, for yeah. all you younger guys, especially, um, you know, the majority of my years of lifting have been obviously not in a cut, but have been, you know, trying to be in a surplus, you know, and focusing on just putting on muscle, putting on size. So, you know, I think sometimes people, especially now, obviously, you know, with social media, it's like, man, everyone wants to be shredded and lean. And some mm-hmm. of these people are like, I want to compete after a year of lifting and it's just like, I don't know. I, I think some people just need to, you know, kind of you know, think in the long term, you know, and sometimes you have to make a temporary sacrifice, you know, and uh, for me, just, you know, putting on some fat, obviously I had to sacrifice, you know, some muscle definition to put on some muscle and, you know, that's with everyone who, you know, you see like Alberto, you know, his, his old pictures or Jeff or whoever, some of these guys and like obviously you know they all put on some fat at some point and mm-hmm. got a little you know a little fatter than they probably would be comfortable with but you know that was a sacrifice that was made to you know reap you know benefits you know get that muscle so yeah i guess that's just a little little bit of advice yeah I would give some of the younger guys yeah man i agree a hundred percent i believe you know the patience is definitely super important for the for the young guys and also the fact that like you said yeah um what makes the journey so fun is that it isn't you know it's not easy to do and i mean if it was everyone would be walking around you know looking insane it's it's a really hard process so that's once you get to that point where you can look at yourself and you know really analyze and see how far you've come that's you know that's what makes it all worth it so like I said, man, um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on here and talk. I'm sure everyone um, who listens is going to really enjoy uh, what you had to say. So um, thanks again, man. Man, I'm just I'm, I'm stoked, like I said, to be able to do this. And yeah, and I, I do apologize. Um, you know, growing up, I've always been shy. I've always been a reserved person. So you know, if I sound a little awkward or whatever when I'm talking, you know, I'm just trying to get out of that, you know, that comfort zone yeah. myself, you know, so, so yeah, but, uh, again, just, um, just thank you for allowing me to even do this. Yeah, man, no problem. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. That's half the, half the reason I wanted to start this, you know, podcast, somewhat get out of my comfort zone myself, so, all right, man, great talking to you. All right. Yes, sir. Great talking to you. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Josh. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, There's always something you can learn from somebody, which is why I like having different people on the show, Um, especially people like Josh, because he's one of the better natural bodybuilders out there, in my opinion, in terms of his physique, especially only being 19. So 
he's definitely someone I would like to have on the show again. So I just want to thank you all for listening. And like I said, if you have any um, people you want on the show or any questions you want answered on here or anything like that, um, just send me an email or a DM um, and just put in the title like podcast question or like podcast guest. And I'll make sure to um, try to answer the question or reach out to that person and see if I can get them on. So once again, thanks for listening. Um, And all Josh's info is going to be in the description, by the way. So if you don't follow him, definitely follow him. Um, So thanks again. And I hope you all have a great day.